GM, GM. It is with great pleasure that I welcome everyone back to another episode of Mintify Bytes. I'm your host, Ilir Dadif, and today we have a very, very special guest that I'm super excited to have here. We have the man himself, Frisk. He is a he works in strategy at Liberty Square, content creator, as well as an advisor for many NFT projects, especially being a special advisor here at Mintify. What's up, Frisk? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Dude, it's a pleasure to talk to you earlier. I know we've seen each other on the timeline a bit, and I'm really excited to be a part of this. You know, I've had the uh, pleasure of being a part of Mintifier for the past little while now, and anything that we can do to, you know, talk a bit about the space and talk a bit about, what, about myself and Mintify's role and everything is always super exciting. So thank you for the opportunity. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome, man. One of the reasons I was so excited to get into a call with you was something you said on Twitter that really stuck with me. You said that the world runs on stories and the way we tell them. Without them, we have nothing to learn from or to leave behind when we are gone. With that being said, I'm super curious to really know your story. And I'd love for you to describe your journey throughout life and how it has led you to be at this critical point in Web3. For sure. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in stories being legacies. You know, the things that we create, they are part of our history. They're a part of our lives. And I think every person on this earth has a story to tell. And it's up to us to tell those stories in order for us to, you know, leave what's left behind for the coming generations and for, I guess, the validity of everything that we do in this world. As far as it goes for myself, um, obviously my name isn't Frisk, but I adopted the name in around 2021, uh, August, just because I was, it, it, honestly, it's really funny. If I knew I was going to be getting called Frisk for the next two to three, maybe more years, I would have thought a lot hung, like longer about what name I wanted to be called because I honestly came up with this on a whim and I didn't expect it to like stick with me for this long. It's just the name of a video game character that I was playing at the time. That's really it. And it just stuck. And then I got on my first Twitter space and then I got called Frisk and I was like, oh, I guess this is me now. And that was it. And now I'm just Frisk and uh, I don't really hate it though. I guess it kind of fits. Um, my role in the space, without getting too, too into detail, I got into crypto just off of some YouTubers that I was watching right around the GameStop craze, actually, when all of that was going down with Wall Street bets. I was trading crypto, made a ton of money, lost a ton of money, found NFTs through some more YouTubers, bought my first NFT on Ethereum, bought a few more, made a good chunk of money there, and then once again, lost all of it. And not too long after, I found Solana, which is where I've made my home. I've met a lot of my friends, a lot of the great people that I know in the space, managed to get into some great communities, meet some people, Tried launching a project, didn't go too well, and uh, had to refund everyone, but it was a really good learning experience. I ended up working as an alpha hunter for a ton of other projects. Spent a lot of time on Twitter spaces, writing up threads and essays and articles, and uh, ended up getting noticed by a few people who wanted to bring me on board. Eventually made my way into Liberty Square, which is where I've been for the past, let's say, 18 months now, working with them, doing strategy, partnerships, advisory, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know everyone, getting to know these people. And I've decided to take a lot of my like past talents, which revolve a lot around filmmaking and editing and bring them into what it is that I do in the space now, which is I love making videos and video content. I love being able to write out threads whenever I get the chance. I now help um, host a space nine times a week with a few friends. And I'm very grateful to say, I think it's one of the biggest spaces in all of Web3 where we cover news, we cover thoughts and opinions and topics. And with that, it, it feels like a great value add that I'm able to contribute that to the space, you know, like I never expected to be doing this. And this is a good argument now to say that I run my own podcast and I help 
speak on on such a huge platform and i'm very grateful for all of it um especially as someone who has no formal business marketing or developer background it's been a uh, pleasure and it's part of the reason of actually how i met you know the team over at mintify they found me through spaces and it's just a constant reminder to me that no matter where you come from or no matter what you do you'll always end up meeting people in the strangest ways and always the funniest like possible methods because something as simple as me talking on twitter spaces back a while ago and creating some Twitter account with a fake name ended up leading to me being here talking to you right now. And I think there's something beautiful in that. And in and of itself, I think there's a whole story to tell there, but that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, just created a Twitter account, got to know some people, worked my way into a few jobs around the space. And I can now say that I am pretty much full-time Web3. Awesome. I love that you mentioned spaces as a hub of everything Web3. I'm obviously a crypto and NFT nerd myself, so I've gotten to know many people in the community at first through hearing what they had to say in spaces. Because you have been so involved in curating some of the best spaces we've seen in the entire community, I would love to know what it's been like organizing and working with other creators to make these spaces happen and new perspectives you gain from working with these creators. This is a great question because it's honestly so endless, the amount of like knowledge and wisdom that I've been able to gain from working with tons of amazing people. Um, the founder of Liberty Square is probably one of those people. He has such an incredible background in the music and entertainment industry. I would not be where I am today without him, without a doubt. I, 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 he has been a mentor to me. He has even been a father figure to me. And I, I truly, truly look up to him for a lot of the things that I do in this space. Being able to learn, like watch the way that people talk and the way they operate is one thing, but being able to like get really on the personal side of someone and learning about their background and experience has gone such a much further way for me in the sense where, you know, a lot of the, the people that we are is not just the work that we do. There are experiences and there are things that we have created that it go to show a lot of what it is that we as humans can do and create. And the founder of Liberty Square is, is no exception to that. Another great person is Easy. I, I learned a lot from Easy because there is no one who works as hard as that guy. If you guys don't know Easy Eats Bodega, that's that's kind of what his alias is on Twitter. Um, he he creates content for Nifty Portal, and I've had the privilege of doing a show with him for the past year and a half. He has done an incredible job of garnering a platform, finding a way to monetize it, maintaining it with such an incredible audience, not ever leaving. Matter of fact, only working harder when things have gotten harder. Done an incredible job of garnering this amazing, amazing community of people. And when I look at what I want to do in the space and a lot of the things that I want to create, I have the opportunity to look at someone like him and go, okay, this is the things that I see he's doing that I like a lot. And I want to try and learn from it. I want to try and do a lot of things that he does in my own way. And so the people that you meet on spaces are inspirational, not only just from an outside perspective, but when you get the opportunity to know them on a personal level, when you get the opportunity to try and know them and what it is that they do, how they operate. There is a lot to learn there, and there is a huge potential that comes with being able to understand how a lot of these big creators and big influencers or big founders in the space do their work because they got here for a reason. And I think that if you can take the time to get to know them or even just listen to them talk, you have a lot to learn yourself. That's one of the biggest benefits of spaces because contrary to what regular podcasts do or even just streaming, it's a live social audio. There is an opportunity to interact. There's an opportunity to ask questions, especially in Web3, where a lot of people are generally almost always willing to answer them. So in short, find those big leaders in the space that you look up to, listen to them, and then interact with them. 
because sometimes they may just want to interact with you too, and you won't know until you find out. Gaining perspectives from others is one of the biggest blessings in the space, hands down. Especially for myself personally, I want to say a huge shout out to our founder, Evan. In that regard, he's been such a leader for myself and our whole team and has given me really some priceless advice. In my opinion, there's no better way to gain new perspectives and really connect with others than at some great IRL events. I've had the chance to go to NFT London, NFT NYC, etc. And every time it's completely revitalized me and made me so much more proud of everything we are building in this community. I know you have some experience at events as well, and I would love to know what your favorite memory so far has been at some IRL events. Yeah, I mean, it, shout out Evan, by the way, who is who's great also. Uh, it's a privilege being able to work under him and his leadership. He's fantastic. Um, I've had the privilege of attending a ton of events between NFT NYC, Solana Miami, Breakpoint, NFT LA, uh, Art Basel as well too. Also a really fun event. Um, there's so many memories and I'll, I'll pinpoint one in a second, but going back to like what I was talking a bit about earlier, there is no replacement for being able to talk to people face-to-face. -face. You lose a lot of that connection when you're just handling JPEGs online. The like undoxed nature, which I'm very grateful for in this space because it allows anonymity and people having their own privacy, tends to get masked over the in real life discussion and partnership that you can create when you go to these events. Creating those relationships goes a long way. And I'm forever grateful for the people that I meet in real life because I can call a lot of those people some of my best friends to date. I think while I couldn't think of an exact moment, it's gotta be the first big event that I went to, which was Solana Miami. And attending it opened up my eyes to what an actual community it is. Having people show up and rally around a technology company, having people be interested to meet each other, even if it's just like at conferences where people are talking, or if it's at a bar or an after party or anything like that, there is those opportunities for you to create, like meet those people. And everyone is always so open-armed, always willing to talk and always willing to want to share information. That was the moment where it clicked with me and I went, this isn't just some startup company. This isn't just a stock. This is a place where people go gather around and are interested to meet and talk to each other. And when you recognize that there are people who are willing to not only help you out, want to be there just because they're excited about like a lot of the things that are being built. I think there's a lot to take note of. And I think it's really important to recognize, you know, we wouldn't be here doing this stuff if it wasn't for the relationships that we have all developed with each other. It cannot end on Twitter. It cannot end on Discord. It cannot end on Calendly. It has to go beyond just what we do on the screens. It has to extend to this, to those in real life events. Because at the end of the day, if we don't have those relationships with other people, how are we all going to come together and redefine what it is from a, for like financial systems, what it is it redefines for blockchains and decentralized applications. All of that comes together through teamwork. And the benefit of in real life events is people being able to come together and not only create, but curate what it means to be a part of these incredible communities. And so while I don't have an exact example, I would say the moment of realization for me of what that meant was the first time I went to an in real life event. And I recommend that to anyone, by the way, if you're on the fence about going to NFT NYC or any of these other big events, I say, pull the trigger, get a chance to meet people, get a chance to go to these holder parties for some of your NFT projects. You would be surprised the feeling you will get once you leave there. Even if it just ends up being some bar crawl or some small little event, there is nothing quite like 
meeting the people who have meant so much to you and helped build up this incredible, incredible community that you can say you're a part of. I couldn't agree more. This space has already completely changed my life as a young college student who is all in Web3. The first event I went to genuinely changed my life and made me realize what we can all accomplish together. With that being said, this space is unfortunately not all sunshine and rainbows. And we all, regardless of who we are, what we do, have surely had our encounters with, dare I say, some rugs. Would love to hear the craziest rug you experienced personally and how you dealt with it. There are horror stories on horror stories for this one, but I think this is the biggest, the biggest one to me has got to be the one that affected pretty much all of Solana NFTs. There's a rug, which is very notable in the whole space. Maybe some of you are familiar with it. It's called Balloon Spill. Uh, so if you ever want to scare a Solana like user, just send them a red balloon and they will go running for their lives. That was a bad day in Solana. This was a project that launched on the Magic Eden Launchpad, which for the record, I love Magic Eden and I love a lot of the guys in that team over there. But at the time, they were in some hot water. And this project launched and hard rugged. And not only just hard rugged, they created an account to make fun of all of Solana NFT Twitter. They were exposing the way that platforms are handling their launch pads and the way that a lot of these creators are doing their stuff. And it was a big pivotal point where everyone kind of realized we need to do better. And so someone spun up a Twitter spaces and I happened to get in by far the biggest Twitter space I've ever seen on NFT Twitter. Never seen a bigger one to this date. There were 4,000 concurrent listeners. It was insane. And I'll never forget, I was so furious at the time. And I, I didn't have much of a name to myself in the space, but I just went up there and I just yelled for like five minutes, just screaming. Then one of the representatives from Magic Eden, who I'm actually good friends with her now, just sat there and took it all and just apologized the whole time. And I just yelled and yelled and yelled because I was so mad. I was like, we cannot allow this to keep happening. Like, this is insane. And so it actually was a big turning point for what a lot of NFTs in Solana are because it changed how a lot of our systems operate. And so to me, my biggest rug isn't necessarily my like financial gains because that we could go on about that for hours. But it's the way that the space has changed after adapting and recognizing these rugs. And that was the biggest one to me. There was nothing as crazy as when that happened because everyone was there. Everyone was watching it happen. Everyone was demanding that we need to do better. And there's this guy who to this day, we don't know his true identity. And it's there's still that mystery that lingers around that was clowning all of us and just making fun of every single person for and like contributing to this. And I was very privileged to have the opportunity to speak up about it and kind of voice my opinions and thoughts in the whole space during that time. But yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to beat an event that is so catastrophic that everyone stops and everyone begins watching. And there have been those on ETH too, but for Solana, that was the one for us. It was, it was the notorious Balloonsville. We are in a growing space. That's the reality of it. The reason I bring these kind of rugs to the spotlight is because having those to look back on makes us value quality projects and quality creators and founders. Projects and ideas that makes the space better and have application we can genuinely feel. No BS involved, just real quality. That's why I know those who are still in this space are not playing around. Because I'd like to think that we have matured enough to not tolerate something if it's not a real project with real goals and utility. No shill, but part of the reason I love what we do at Mintify. One thing I don't personally like, not only in Web3, but business, is that there's often a sense that making money equals innovation. 
I certainly do not find that to be true, and rugs are a huge example of that. True innovation, I find, is often rather under the radar, and finding hidden gems is definitely a talent you acquire through experience. That's why I'm really curious to hear from you. Would love to know what you look for in upcoming projects, but specifically founders, and key things they do that makes them stand out and really exemplifies their innovation. This is a great question because there is no right or wrong answer here. Like there's always going to be things that people do that are going to either stick right with a community and attract people who are interested or things just won't catch on. And we've seen this in so many varying like components, but when you look at some of the greatest projects that have done well, Bored Apes, Pudgy Penguins, Azuki, D-Gods, um, even Clonex, Moonbirds, Doodles, they all caught on for some sort of reason. And I can't help but feel like within the industry that we live in, it always to me comes back to a really strong leader. I really feel like that's one of the biggest things that not only myself, but a lot of people look forward to. Of course, you want to find a product that has PMF and all these important factors that make people want to buy in. But without a good leader to vocalize that and give their opinion and thoughts and share what it is that their goals are and their messages are, I feel like a lot of that messaging and value can be lost because a lot of people don't have this person to rally around. See, crypto NFTs have always been this really tribalistic industry. And without having the opportunity to find a leader to back behind, even if they are anonymous. I mean, we still to this day don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. Yet people are still super intrigued by his vision and what it is that he wanted to create. And so I really do think that having that strong leader is what's going to propel it forward. And having them be front-facing as well goes a long way. It's the importance of spaces, the importance of marketing. And without that, it's kind of hard to get behind it. And I honestly can't name a popular project that doesn't have some sort of a front-facing leader in some way, shape, or form. Sometimes it's very big and outlandish. Sometimes it's a little more reserved, but it still holds that sort of impact. And having that voice, having that leader that you can follow is a big factor in what it takes in identifying what it is that you belong with in a project that you're investing into or even just wanting to be a participant in. That's, I think, it, the simplest way I could put it. That really nails it specifically. This space, like we said before, runs on stories and the way that they are told. The most successful projects have always rallied the masses by perfectly curating an idea, an aura, a kind of mystical sense that what is being built and what is being offered is larger than all of us. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great examples to kind of build off of that as well, too. When you look at things like, you know, Frank from D-Gods, Gordon Goner and, and Gargamel from, from Basie, Luca from Pudgy, Zagabond from... Azuki, I could go on for hours and hours. Uh, Poopy from Doodles. There are so many incredible and fantastic founders that have encapsulated that. And I think the most important thing is that when you look at them and you look at their communities, to an extent, I feel like their communities are almost in a, a reflection of them. And like, I'm not saying we're trying to build cults out here because I think this is probably a really bad direction to take it in. But when you have a founder who is able to take a vision, execute on it, and find a community of people who are willing to rally around it as well too, you come together with a group of like-minded individuals who are all super willing to bolster this project and bolster this creation that you have had a hand in. And without those leaders, I can honestly say, I don't think those communities would be the same as they are today. So shout out to them and shout out to many more who aren't super on the front lines there. Like I haven't mentioned a ton of Solana like founders, but there's so many over there too that also deserve as many flowers as possible. Same thing with ETH, same with other chains as well too. Without our founders who are tirelessly working to provide the best for us, our, these projects would not be the same. And I think that there could not be enough like 
flowers for those people who show up every day and take it on the chin in order to just do his best for their community. That's the perfect way to describe it. A founder is a leader, and leaders are what we need to break boundaries and create new norms, both on the web and beyond. Frisk, cannot thank you enough for coming on here today. It has been such a pleasure speaking with you, and you've given the community some great gems that won't go unnoticed. <laughs> you are a very, very elegant speaker. I love how you put things, so thank you so much for coming on today. It is an absolute pleasure, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. It's I always love being able to do these kinds of things, and you've been an incredible host. I look forward to chatting with you again in the future. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope I was able to provide some insight. Absolutely. Really looking forward to meeting you at an event soon. And with that being said, thank you so, so much to everyone who tuned in for another episode of Mintify Bytes. Bullish on everyone supporting us. And let's keep building.